The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host, who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power. And now, here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to today's show and I've got an absolutely amazing guest for you in the second part of the show. You know, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And so this show is about what do we need to be doing to succeed in today's world? Because it's going to require something different to get us out of where we are into uh, calmer waters, if you like, than the thinking and the actions that have taken us to this place. So we're going to look at this in terms of life in general and in terms of business. But before we get started, what I'd like to, to, to remind you of is for every comment or question that you put in the chat box, then remember that we will donate to B1G1, buy one, give one. For every listener, or download, whether it's live or to the recorded show, we will donate meals to hungry people. And we'll talk about the, um, the project that my guest, uh, Sandra Yancey, has chosen a bit later in the show. But let's get started. I mean, what does it take to really thrive in today's world? And will the things that you've done to date create the quality of life, the quality of relationships, the level of success that you want. Because if you carry on doing exactly what you're doing, then the likelihood is you're going to get exactly the same results. And so if you are incredibly happy with your life, if you are healthy, you've got great relationships, you've got success professionally, then you already know the answer. But many, many people are dissatisfied with the quality of the life that they have, or they believe that there is something more. They might not actually be dissatisfied, but they wonder, is there more? And the reality to that, of course, yes, there is. But if you want something different, if you want something more, it all has to start with you. Those who listen to the show are really familiar with the principle that you're the common denominator. You take yourself into every moment of your day from the moment you're born until you die. And if you want a better quality of life, if you hand that responsibility over to somebody else, well, you have to put up with what they give you. So if you want your life to be different, then you've got to take action accordingly. And it starts with mindset. Now, I've had a bit of a difficult day today in the fact that I've gone with a really close friend and we've been to see her oncologist, triple negative cancer, um, and she's had bad news. Uh, it's spread to her bones. And one of the things that 
we've been exploring, and actually I've got a guest coming on in a few weeks' time, is that there are things that you can do around how you eat and, and the things that you put into your body, supplements and treatments and all sorts of things. But it is about taking responsibility. Now, if she carried on in exactly the same way that she had to get to this place, the likelihood is that nothing will change. But by changing st things strategically, it is our hope that she will actually increase her chances of survival. Now, that's a really extreme case, isn't it? But most of us sort of jog along and life might be a little uncomfortable or not quite what we want, but we don't take decisive action to change things. And the reality is that if you want your life to be even better, presupposition that it's not bad, but you can think it can be even better, then it's down to you. You are the one that can make this happen. Only you are the one that can make this happen. And of course, there are external influences. And as we look around the world, you know, you might say to me, well, the economy is terrible, or my business is struggling because of COVID, or I can't do this because. But ultimately, you can use those stories to keep you stuck where you are, or you can feed yourself a different story, which is that more millionaires are made during times of recession than in times of boom. That it's about looking for how am I turning up day by day? What am I doing to improve the quality of my life from where it is, wherever that might be, to something better? So it starts with your mindset. What do you believe about what's possible? If you believe something is impossible, the chances are you won't try, or you'll try in a very different way to if you believe something is possible. And sometimes that takes a, a huge leap of faith. You don't know, and you won't know until you actually give it a go. One of the other challenges is that a very human um, behavior is that we'll go for the grand gesture We've talked about, you know, getting fit. You go to the gym, you buy all the kit, you go for the first three times, you ache, and then you don't go anymore. But actually doing something on a regular basis consistently could make the difference and actually help you be healthier, lose weight, whatever it is you want to do. For most of us, the answer is very definitely within our, our remit. But of course, it makes sense to work with someone who has already traveled that road and who has the expertise so that they can actually help you move along that journey more quickly. And, and that's one of the reasons why I invite expert guests who can help me and you, because they bring with them a wealth of experience and that they have a proven track record that things work. But I would say to you, and this is not a new message from me, we are moving into a very new world. The old way of being no longer works for the vast majority of people. There are a few fat cats that it works for. But I believe, and it is my belief, and I haven't, I, I can't give you chapter and verse, but it is my belief that to succeed and to thrive moving forward, we need to be much more aware consciously. We need to tune into that inner voice that often gets completely shaded out by the white noise of 
TV and the news and social media and all of those other things and really tune in to that inner wisdom that will tell us that something is right for us. And in my case, I get a sense of lightness or it's not right for us and we get a sense of dense heaviness. You may have a different response to whether things are right or not. But if you don't give yourself that quiet time and you don't allow yourself to tune in, you're never going to notice. And it is in that noticing that you can start to look at which bits of my life do I need to take charge of. So if you think about it, your health is a really important one. You know, are you eating well? Do you feed your body with nutritious food? I'm not talking about calories here. I'm talking about food that, that really nurtures you. Are you feeding yourself um, in a way that your weight stays at a sensible level? Because, you know, the more I read about cancer, for example, the more likely you are to have cancer if you are significantly overweight. Are you taking lots of drugs, prescription um, or, uh, or otherwise to make you feel better? And I'm not suggesting for a moment that you stop taking your prescription drugs, but I am saying to you, be conscious about what you are putting into your body. What about sleep and exercise and fun? Life seems so heavy at the moment, doesn't it? You, you turn on the news and it's all pretty bleak. But getting out in nature, going for a walk, taking exercise, you know, finding things that make you laugh, spending time with people who don't drain your energy, but full, make you feel full up and feel energized. Those are really important things which are within your control. If you're talking about your finances and your business, you know, if you take care of the little finance things, then very often that makes a significant difference. You know, the number of people I'm, I'm feeling fed up, so I'll buy myself a new dress or a new handbag. And those things sit in the wardrobe. They don't actually make things better. And their sense of making you feel emotionally better is transitory. It doesn't last because it doesn't get at the root. So dealing with your emotional baggage and being non-judgmental about things instead of getting caught up in the story of that I'm not good enough, that I, that I can't do this, that nobody loves me or whatever. Really getting to grips with that baggage is hugely important. If you're in a job that you hate, then think about how you might change that. How could you retrain? Could you become a business owner? And uh, Sandra Yance is going to, has a huge wealth of experience in helping people set up and make their business really successful. But nobody's going to come knocking on your door and say, hi there, I'm going to make it all right for you. So far as I know, other than in the story Cinderella, you know, your fairy godmother is not going to come around all twinkly uh, with her magic wand and make it all all right for you. You are the person who, if you start to take action and you do that consistently, small actions taken consistently can make a huge difference. So whether it's you decide to drink more water and less fizzy drinks and sugary drinks, that's one step that you can take. Whether it is that you 
decide that you are going to take more exercise or you're going to get out in nature or meditate or that you are going to take control of your professional life in a different way. The important thing is for you to take, you know, I've talked about it a lot, radical responsibility for your life and the quality of it. Because then when you do that, you're no longer a victim to circumstances. You are in control of those things over which you have influence. And there are many things that you have no influence over. Remember, you know, I use a wheelchair and have done and have been completely wheelchair bound. I had no control over that. But what I can control and what I do control is my response to it. Now, as I said earlier, if you're finding this overwhelming, then please reach out and get help. Get help from somebody who has the capacity to allow you to short circuit some of the journey and, and the, you know, within that journey going down cul-de-sacs and, you know, taking the most difficult route when there's an easier route. Ultimately, it is about you taking control. And after the break, I'm going to introduce Sandra Yancey to you, an amazing um, life, an amazing lady who has helped many, many people take control of their professional life to start their business and to make their business really successful and so she's going to offer you her thoughts and wisdom and remember that there are people out there who can help so please don't go away and please do ask questions make comments let us know what you think and what you'd like to know and we'll do our best to help so see you in a minute thank you You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. 
To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there. I am absolutely thrilled to be able to introduce my special guest to you today. She has the most impressive bio. Let me just read it to you. Sandra Yancey is the founder and CEO of eWomen Network, the premier success system for women entrepreneurs. And it's not exclusive to women, men can join too. With over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across the US, Canada, Australia and the UK, her company has been helping women for 20 years to launch, grow and scale their businesses. Sandra is the winner of countless awards and is featured in the Chicken Soup for the Entrepreneur's Soul and is the producer of the Globe Project movie, heralded as one of the most inspiring movies ever created for women by the Orlando Film Festival and CNN, who have named her as an American hero. And I am so excited to welcome Sandra to the show. Hi, Gina. It's so wonderful to be with you. Oh, thank you very much indeed. Before we get involved in, in sort of the main theme of today, it would be great for people to have a little bit of background as to how do you become a hero on scene? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it was just an interesting thing when I started my business 21 years ago, Gina. Um, I, when I went to the bank, I automatically... Um, opened up a foundation account. And I didn't know here in the United States that you have to be registered to um, to be able to do that. And so it just goes to show that you just keep moving forward even though you don't know. And in the process of doing that, I was told, I was given information that said, oh, you can't just open up a foundation account. You have to be registered with the Internal Revenue Service. I was like, okay, so I got to go figure that out. And I think that was business lesson number one. You set an idea, you move forward. As you take a step, you'll find out that maybe you moved too suddenly and you have to take a step back and follow the appropriate yeah. um, steps. And so that's what I did. I went ahead and opened up a what they called a charity account. And the real only difference was that if I had, if I was registered as a 501c3, they would, um, uh, you know, let me have my service fees for free kind of thing. And I thought, well, you know, I'll get this done over the course of the next two or three months. What is at the time, I think it was $12.95 a month. Let me get going. And so um, it's, it's just my way of saying that from day one, I knew that I wanted to give back. I just, you know, it was raised as a young girl by a single mom. I'm first generation American. My mother was from Mexico. My father was French Canadian. They met in the United States. And um, my father, died on my birthday when I turned five years old. My mother, oh. English wasn't her first language. And so while she could uh, speak it, she couldn't read it to get a driver's license, to fill out an application, to get a job and that kind of thing. I was raised on welfare. Um, but my mother always figured out how to put a nickel in my hand when we went to church, you know, yeah. how to give. And she just always said, no matter how hard it is, you know, you have to find a place in your heart to give. And when you give, you are putting great energy into to the world and to the universe and it searches for equilibrium it searches to give back it's not always on your time on your day when you want it most but um, you have to put your trust you know into your higher power 
Uh, for me, that happens to be God, but it's not for everyone and that's okay. Um, but you know, you have to put some trust and some faith and put your actions. You can't just wish upon a star, right? No. You have to back it up with your actions. And so I started doing it from day one. And when I saw what was happening at Hurricane Katrina, you know, I just happened to take some action and rally some girlfriends with the WNBA and Nike and things like that. And we put together this amazing package. And literally while I'm driving from New Orleans to where I was going past Christiane, uh, Mississippi, um, I, my husband and I were talking, he was with me. It was a scary time still to be on the road. And we actually just called the producers at CNN and told them what we were doing. And they told us to pull over and they would <laughs> follow us. We thought it would be a great story. I had no idea that at the time Anderson Cooper was, um, starting this whole thing called American heroes. The next thing I knew, the producer told me to tune in that evening at a certain time. Mm. And that's how I found out live on the air. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I know that, um, that you now know that we belong to B1G1, buy one, give one. And yes. the principle of that is absolutely that even if your giving is on a small scale, oh. the energy behind that oh, completely. is so important. Yes. For, for me, it's not that, not that you give in order to get back, but you yeah. give because it's the right thing to do. Yes. And you when, do it according to your means. Yes. My mother used to say, give without remembering and yeah. take without forgetting. I think that's a lovely uh, Isn't thing. Isn't that my, great? My dad used to say, if you cast a bread, your bread upon the waters, it will come back 10,000 fold, but not in the way that you expect. That's right. That's um, right. So let's talk about your, your business and mm -hmm. how... The principles on which you build um, the uh, the support and advice to help people be successful in business, and why it needs to be a new way. Yeah, well, the definitely the world has changed, and the world's economy has changed, and most importantly, particularly as it relates to small business owners, and we can talk big business too. But what I know is small business. I I run one, right? A, a, yes. a um, I mean, we're three quarters of a floor here in a tower in Dallas, Texas. Now I had no idea what I was doing when I started my business 21 years ago. I started it out of a spare bedroom above my garage, and just kind of kept putting one foot in front of the other. And so, um, you know, the pandemic actually, I was prepared for the pandemic psychologically mm -hmm. because I had started E-Women Network in 2000, September of 2000. And it wasn't right. too long after that, that we had the internet bust. Remember that in 2001, mm -hmm. 2000 tool. And so I had yeah. to retool and reimagine and re-innovate yeah. my business. And then around 2005, 2006, Gina, you may remember SARS was, there was oh, an outbreak of SARS yeah. across Canada. And that's when I was opening up Canada. And so I had to navigate and retool for that. And then in 2008, we had the market crash yeah. um, here in the US and I had to retool and re I saw millions of dollars of corporate sponsorship money that I was uh, making just evaporate out the window, right? And then, and now there is the pandemic. But what's different about the pandemic is that it really does have a worldwide impact. Mm -hmm. And it's had such sustaining power now as it begins to um, you know, duplicate itself and, and that kind of thing, that what I can tell you is um, our buyer's journey. When you think about people talk about mm -hmm. your ideal client, your dream client, your customer avatar, um, think about it a little bit differently in terms of the buyer's journey. Yeah. 
the journey that your buyer takes in order to learn about you, develop trust with you, and ultimately transact business with you has shifted. And the question becomes, are we shifting with it? Are we holding on until it goes back to the way it used to be, which it will never be what it was before? It's kind of like after 9-11, the airport experience was never the same, right? Um, And I believe that's what's going to happen as this virus begins to mutate and other things start to develop. I mean, I think the world has shifted and changed, right? I I would agree. Yeah, I think global warming has impacted all of this, creates a petri dish for all kinds of other things to potentially grow that we're not familiar with we don't know about we need to learn from and so i think the the opportunity right there's a lot of obstacles Mm -hmm. and we could focus on that and if we focus on obstacles that's all we'll see is obstacles in fact the research shows that we will we will they will add yeast they will start to grow the obstacles but so do the opportunities right and so what i can tell you is that you know i have every reason to have a completely bankrupt business right now. I mean, eWomen Network did 1,900 live events a year. And then on uh, March 13th or thereabouts, it totally stopped, right? And And so- Sorry to interrupt you, but that's March 19th. 2020, not 2021, I'm assuming. That's right. Last year when, when the world shut down and, um, and I, and I mean, my first reaction was, oh my goodness, what's going to happen. And, um, and I remember saying to be totally transparent with you, I remember saying, so, you know, I mean, how long is this going to last? I mean, is, is this going to mess up my Memorial Day plans? (laughs) I mean, we all thought it was going to be short-lived to start with didn't we right you know and so when I realized though that this was you know taking on a life of its own um, then it really I really had a choice do I just fold you know do I Mm -hmm. close my arms and wait it out which is what we now know would be like folding you know or do I lean in and say, okay, so what can we do differently? How do we show up in this new environment, even if it's temporary? You know, what is the, uh, you know, you know, benefit, uh, you know, analysis around if we invest and do these things, what do we think will be our return on investment? And more importantly, what could be our return on influence, a whole different ROI in terms of being an innovator and an early adapter. And, uh, and that's what we decided to do. And I, I will tell you, we've put on, you know, in the first, in the first six months, we put um, well over a million dollars of new revenue never earned before always in our blind spot revenue that we probably would have never have brought into focus or even begun to look at mm-hmm. let alone bring into fo- focus and take action on if it hadn't been for the pandemic yes. so you know there are some silver linings not a lot of them but there are plenty of them i mean there's nothing mm-hmm. that will compare to the loss of life you know and i'm okay. well aware of that and have been personally impacted by that etc but i um, but when it comes to business, we have the opportunity and the responsibility to lead in as innovative, mm-hmm. adaptive CEOs and begin to say what might be as a result of this new shift and change in the world. I absolutely agree with you. And it's interesting, isn't it, how if you look back over history, how on a much different scale, 
many organizations have gone to the wall um, of many industries actually because they have failed to adapt yes so a, a perfect example would be the swiss who were given the opportunity to do uh, to take over digital technology for watches and said no 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 we're all right thank you we're a world leader we'll stay with analog and now they've got a tiny proportion of the world market the interesting but thing is did you know they actually invented the quartz watch and didn't believe that it was going to be uh, as big as it was and so they didn't even protect it no from a no. trademark and yet they showed it at the world watch congress right and <laughs> the japanese walked by and mm -hmm. saw it and the rest is history you know kodak did the same thing you do I know that gonna, right yeah that, that would be another example that i would do and there are many many examples. yes but what people don't realize is Kodak actually invented, they were the early inventors of digital. digital. Yeah. And, and the leadership team said, what are you doing? You can't do this. We make yeah. all of our money on film. They were so bought into yeah. their, the way they had made so much money and served the customer that even though they're the people they paid to research mm -hmm. and come up with new ideas, once they presented it, they wouldn't take a look. They wouldn't lean in. And look what happened. It's crazy. It's such a paradox. There's a couple of things I really want to explore with you because all of, of the things that we've said are, are absolutely so. But one of the things that really interests me is that you work main, mainly but not exclusively with women. Yes. And, you know, the Dalai Lama said that, you know, the future of the Western, uh, future of the world is, is going to be uh, founded on Western women. Yes. And I just wondered what your views were around, you know, why women and what role you think that they have specifically to play. Although I want to make it clear that I'm not excluding men. Right. But I right, am looking right. at feminine energy. Yes. And yes. the way in which um, that feminine energy and men have it, too, if they choose. Of course. Of course. I have several of them that work for me. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of this predominantly male energy, which is very much around um, competition and um, assertiveness to the point of aggression and I've got to win and I've got to make you lose I've got to be right um, in order to make you wrong I just wondered you know how it came about that first of all how did it come about that you work with women and what role do you think women have to play in terms of the future well, and I just want to, um, you know, echo what you just said. I'm not anti-male. I'm just no, very no, pro-woman. And, and my yeah. husband works for me. I've employed men. I have an amazing 26-year-old uh, uh, son most days. <laughs> 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 you know, and, and I've been yeah. married 42 years. So um, what I will tell you is that I knew from my corporate experience in the 90s that um, I was, I often had ideas. And uh, for me, my experience was I might bring them up and they weren't valued. And yet I would have a male colleague um, often the raise thing. the same thing in the same yeah. meeting, by the way. These oh, weren't yeah. like weeks apart. No, and no. suddenly it was a great idea. But I often felt that how we implemented ideas uh, missed the mark, yeah. that they weren't inclusive of women. And I also saw the huge diversity movement that I looked back and felt was really more window dressing.
addressing. In other words, let's make sure that we have the appropriate representation, but let's not involve them in, to the extent that it impacts the way in which we make our products and services, sell our products and services, yeah. and interact with um, a female customer. And so when I left a small town uh, that I was uh, born and raised in and came to Dallas, the big D, you know, I thought it would be a great opportunity. My clients at the time when I lived in Ohio were, you know, John Deere and Levi Strauss and AT&T and Coca-Cola. I had huge clients yeah. um, and a really nice portfolio. But when you live in a small Midwestern town, you're always on a plane. So when we moved to Dallas, I thought, what a wonderful way for me to continue to build my business. And yeah. I'm here with world headquarters for Texas Instruments and, okay. you know, EDS, Ross Perot's EDS and, and um, you know, JC Penney's and the list goes on and on. Yeah. And so I could literally do my work here and be home with my children at night. Yeah. And so I, when I came here, the first thing that I started to do was network. And what I found to be totally transparent with you, and this was 1999, Gina, is mm -hmm. that um, the men, uh, predominantly male, uh, comprised groups were very kind to me, um, but they weren't uh, inviting me to play. I still felt like I was relegated to the outer circle, almost as the cheerleader, and I wanted to be in the game kind yeah. of thing. And I wasn't getting the invitations. Hey, would you like to collaborate or partner with or whatever? And so I started going to women's groups. And at least in 1999 here in Dallas, the ones that I went to uh, seemed to be pretty, you know, kind of, you know, a hobbyist. Like I wanted to know where are the women that want to have something to show at the end of the day for all the work. If, like, if I'm going to be away from my family and my kids, mm -hmm. I want to maximize that. I mean, I remember taking my calculator and putting in a million dollars and dividing it by my average day rate and looking at that and saying, that's not unreasonable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I should be able to serve and impact the lives and the businesses of this many people and make a million dollars. And when I started doing a little research, remember, this is pre-Google, yeah. when I started doing a little research, what I found is that 95% of women who make a million dollars or more are very charity-minded, are really philanthropic, give away a fairly large percentage of yeah. what they earn to philanthropy. And I, I wanted to be one of those it was a charity first kind of mindset yeah how to make it to give it of course you have yes and what i know about foundations is they'll always need volunteers but let's just be really clear volunteerism alone doesn't keep the lights on right no. doesn't pay for the licenses the tax returns the people that the board you know to run the place the technology the upgrades the servicing they need cash right yeah. That acts as the fuel, doesn't it? Like yes. the car in the drive. If you haven't yeah. got fuel in the tank or a battery, if it's an exactly. electric car, it just so, sits there. Yeah. So, you know, a navigator in the car that reads the map and points the direction is only so helpful if you don't have gas 
Yeah. Or if the tire breaks, you know, uh, yeah. if you have a flat tower, the a tire or the engine breaks yeah. down or whatever. And so, you know, I was like, you know, I, I also knew people that I thought one day she's smart. And one day when I can afford to, I'm going to hire her to do that, do something for me. And knowing that when I was able to do that, now she was paying her you know, mortgage or rent. She was keeping her lights yeah. on. She was getting help. Her daughter was able to take ballet classes. I mean, the mm. ripple effect of what happens yeah. when we impact the economy in a bigger way um, creates a legacy that, you know, for a future perhaps we'll mm. never see. But it's so fulfilling, at least for me. Mm. And, and I thrive on that fulfillment you know, versus the grind of just robbing Peter to mug Paul. Do you know what I mean? I do. Ma barely making ends meet or just having too much month at the end of the money. That's hard. And success is hard. So I always say to people, I'm going to be honest with you. Being successful is really hard. But mm -hmm. what I also know is being broke is harder. harder. And being unfulfilled <laughs> is the hardest, that longing mm -hmm. of something that you wanted to do that you either didn't risk and take action on, you know, or never, never, never really gave it the effort it deserved. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I do think that a lot of the people that are in a huge explosion in the number of people with depression, for example, um, and I think a lot of that comes from people who feel unfulfilled. Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, I think the next epidemic is probably going to be mental health. I mean, well, honestly. I, I, don't think, I don't think it's the next one. I think it's here. There you go. Yeah. Half, half the prescriptions in the UK are for antidepressants. Wow. And I'm okay. sure it's very comparable. I, I mean, I just yeah. wouldn't be surprised. I think the isolation of the pandemic uh, fueled it, you know, yes. fueled it, I agree. But, but I think it's also bubbled up yeah. a lot of things that I think people got busy. You know, Bill Gates always says busy is the new stupid. Um, yeah. that, I mean, people say busy and eating is a form of busyness, right? Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. you talked a little bit about, you know, just, a you know, staying healthy and that kind of thing, but all those actions are a form of, you know, the bandaid of a root cause. And I think a lot of depression is that people just aren't living the lives they feel that yeah. um, they really desire and what I believe they deserve. I think you really, that's really true. And I'm just conscious of time because there's some other things I want to talk to you about. Okay. This is such a great conversation. So if we recognize, and we do, that, um, that women have such a lot of, of potential as a group, mm -hmm. which in many ways has been under um, accessed for sure one of the things I've noticed from clients that I work with is when they first start working with me they'll talk about you know there's a glass ceiling that nobody that people don't listen just as you've said that you know, their ideas aren't taken up and I've challenged them to say how much of that is that the you are literally being caged and stopped and how much is that's what you're expecting so you put up with it and if you actually went in with a different energy, with the intention, I expect to be heard. I, you know, I have an idea um, and, you know, you're going to hear me out without being aggressive. I don't believe in being aggressive. 
but the mindset and the intention and the energy behind that that notion of what I am not only what am I capable of but if people don't believe in me I believe enough in me enough to actually say hold on a minute stop mm-hmm. I just wondered what your view was because it's so easy to blame other people and I'm sure there is a lot of of of, of it, it people not listening but how many women give up as soon as as they feel that they're not valued they quit five minutes before the miracle begins kind of thing yeah Yeah, i think you're right you're talking a lot about mindset and and to me it is true i agree with you 100 percent, gina that what you think about is what you bring about so you know where your energy goes is what grows so if you energetically believe you're going to be shut down right then you unconsciously will find ways to either bring it about or interpret someone's actions as shutting you down as opposed to maybe just asking clarifying questions yeah i'm not i don't believe in the glass ceiling thing i mean it's there but i also believe that i am empowered to build a window (laughs) you know what i mean pop the window and climb through and if i find that you know my husband i have this thing that the first time we go "Hmm, that's strange you know Uh, the second time you go oh, I've seen that before, felt that before. And then the third time is like, okay, this is a mini series. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I think the truth is transparently that the more successful you become, uh, the more you have the um, ability to, um, you know, determine how long you're going to uh, fight that battle right? Because you have more choices. I mean, that's the truth. You do have more choices. Um, But but we all have to start at the beginning. So um, what I did eventually, you know, in corporate America is I realized that, you know, my time here is complete. It has served me well. I have learned a lot of things. In fact, Thank you, corporate America, for giving me the idea of what my next Mm -hmm. journey, the next phase of my life needed to be. Um, If it hadn't been for that experience, I don't know that the (laughs) Women Network would exist today, right? So not with negativity, but thank you. Mm -hmm. You gave me the idea that that probably wouldn't have um, incubated, if you will, on its own. You confirmed for Mm -hmm. me my my next season if you will. I didn't remember, I didn't even start E-Women Network until I was 40, No, you know, so it's never too late, you know, to build a multi-million dollar global business if that's what you want. I do think that women, it's a mindset thing. It goes back to a little bit about what Mm -hmm. you're saying, Gina, is that women think that if they go really big, they'll have less time, less time with their family, Mm -hmm. less control over their lives. It's counterintuitive, I know, but the truth of the matter is when you don't go big is when you have less time because you're doing everything. I would absolutely agree with you. Now, I'm just conscious of time. Okay. Now, share with us, because people listening to this and Mm -hmm. thinking, I want some more of that. This lady knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Can you describe what your organization is and how people get involved? Very easy. It's eWomenNetwork.com. So E for Entrepreneur, Women Network. 
www.wobmen.com. It's W-O-M-E-N instead of W-P on the on the on your lower third. She's fixing it. Thank you so much. But eWomenNetwork.com. And what, really, what we are is we are a complete success system for women uh, business owners. So whether you're starting a business, whether you're in growth mode now, you've got customers, but now you're like, oh my gosh, now I have to work on the projects. I got to go get new business. I got to invoice them. I got to collect. I got to be thinking about you know the new economy. How am I shifting? Or whether you're in true what we call scale mode, you're willing, you're now ready yeah. to uh, scale it. We provide all the product services, networking, contacts, resources, leads, and information you need to scale. It's really, it's really that simple. Yeah, it, it sounds great. So I would really urge people to go and have a look. If you've not got a business yet and you want to start one, or you have a business and you want to grow it, then that's a really good place to start. Perfect. Now, before we finish, okay. Um, B1G1. Mm-hmm. We ask, um, we um, donate on behalf of our guests always mm-hmm. um, towards a project. B1G1 is a, a, a business uh, to business um, opportunity. The they have two charities, and one of the reasons why I think that that they work so well is that they have a charity that actually raises the money to run the charity. Okay. And the, and the B1G1 side of the charity, every cent or penny that is used goes towards one of the many, many projects that they have, which are in line with the world um, organization in terms of, of whether it's um, health or uh, feeding people clean water, the environment, and so on. And those projects are very well vetted so that you know that your money is actually going to be spent on what it is that you're offering and that you've chosen a particular project to donate to, um, which was to provide literacy to the Dalit girls, untouchable girls in India. Now, you may not be aware, those of you that are listening or watching, that in India there is still a caste system and it's quite challenging for people to move um, up the caste system and particularly challenging if you have no education. So this particular project gives illiterate adolescent Dalit girls access to literacy education. They come from the poorest families and are aged between 13 and 19 and belong to the group of Dalit or untouchables, a repressed group in India. They've been taken out of the education system to work on the land or in other ways to earn money for their family. But learning to read and write opens up so many opportunities for those. Um, And your help will provide wages of a teacher, provision of teaching materials and the upkeep of the literacy centre to support those girls. So we will be sending that off on your behalf. Mm. So thank you very much indeed. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. And any business, if you have a business and you would like to get involved in the the giving game, it's a really easy way to do it. It's been set up so um, even those who who haven't got a lot can actually be involved and you can get as as involved or not as you choose. So do go and look it out. So just before we finish, is there anything else that you'd like to say to our viewers that we've not actually captured so far? Um, and I would just like to echo how you started, and that was, Gina, your opening remarks around, you know, more um, more uber successful people, meaning those making over uh, six figures to seven figures are generated in times of great 
change, right? And we are in that right now. Yeah. There's never been a better time. There's never been a greater level playing field. There's never been a better time to start and grow your business than there is right now. And if you don't believe that, it's time to relook at things mm -hmm. and see with fresh eyes because the time is now. And if you've been looking for a sign, this is it. <laughs> Absolutely. It just remains for me to say a huge thank you. We've run on a bit, but it was just seems such an important topic. Thank you very much indeed for joining me today. Thank you for Don't go away. Me. We've got a very short window after the break and I'll talk to you then. Thanks very much, Sandra. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. We've only got a couple of minutes left, but I did want to say to you, if you want some help, there are lots of places that you can go. You can become a, a free member of the genuinely-u.com membership. Just go to genuinely-u.com and you'll find that you can actually become a free member. There's lots of information there. Go on to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on YouTube. There's lots of videos there to help you. If you're a leader and you want some help, then you can go to uh, ginagardnerassociates.co.uk or um, enlightenedleadership.co or just simply email me at gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely-u. But please reach out and recognize that we are here to help. 
Next week, I've got Steve Pipe, who does an enormous amount of work for B1G1. Um, he's a very inspirational guy. Please join us for next week's episode. And in the meantime, take care of yourself. Recognize that you can make a difference not only to your own life, but to other people's. But you have to take action and you have to step out of your comfort zone. So be the leader in your own life. Take care and I'll see you next week. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.